What do explorers, a former newspaper editor, and a Minnesota insurance salesman have in common? They all wanted to be the first to reach the North Pole. I'm Kat Long, science editor at Mental Floss and the host of The Quest for the North Pole, a new podcast launching January 15th about our insatiable desire to explore the mysteries of the Arctic and stand at the top of the world. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Listen to The Quest for the North Pole every Friday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. News with a new perspective. News with a black perspective. The Black Information Network is the first all-news audio and digital network. For and by the black community. Get the podcast and get the biggest news and business stories delivered to you every morning. Subscribe to the Black Information Network daily and wake up with the latest from the Black Information Network. Loaded and ready to go when you are. Listen to the Black Information Network daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Serious Rap Shit is a production of iHeartRadio. Me and my friend take his rap shit to Hey, yo, 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 yo. I was a little too close. <laughs> Mike check one two episode one sixty four serious rap shit podcast. I'm John, your host. I'm Josh, your other host. And yeah, we about to get busy. How you been, Josh? I'm cooling, man. Uh, maintaining, getting in the holiday spirit, watching a bunch of like uh, holiday themed episodes and stuff, shit like that. Got, like TV shows and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching a bunch of like Frasier Christmas episodes and. <laughs> You know what Word. I mean? I watched the Office Chris the first Office Christmas episode with the um when they're doing the Yankee swap shit. Yeah. Michael oh, bought the what you call uh, it? White Rhino? Yeah, White Rhino the or Nasty switch, Christmas. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Yo. Yeah, I watched that one the other day. I I got love Christmas episodes, man. So like I always those are always some of my favorite shits to watch, man. Yeah. Christmas episodes of T V are fun. Yeah, yeah. I love the uh, like the married with children one where Santa Claus mm-hmm. like dies in the backyard, yeah. he, like fell out of plane yeah. or some shit. He died. Yeah, he was supposed to be like going to the the mall to drop coupons or something like that. Yeah, and he like he just fell into their fucking yard. Right. I fucking love that shit. I the, as I get older, like I don't have kids. You know what I mean. So I, I imagine Christmas is a different dynamic when you have little kids. As I get older, the warmer I get to Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I very much, as a younger person, went through that, you know, oh, it's a commercial holiday. Fuck that. Capitalism. You know, we, we fuck capitalism all day. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, But there's something about the pageantry and the nostalgia of Christmas. I think I, I was saying the list earlier um when we move i've been like low-key like looking for a bigger spot you know what i mean i want like a house for our next move and i really want to decorate christmas shit Ah, you know what i'm saying like i legit want to go and like i used to go like get trees with my dad you know what i mean and my mom and i would decorate and shit and she would like make cocoa they were very much like that kind of family in that yeah. regard you know what i'm saying um and i just be thinking about that shit like yo i think when we 
when we bounce out of here, that's gonna be like a tradition that I do. Yeah, I'm just like now it could be I could you know we could get to a crib and I could be on my lazy jaw and be like I ain't doing that <laughs> shit. Put no decorations up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the, the way I feel right now, I'm absolutely gonna like decorate and all of that. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I don't decorate shit, and I haven't mm-hmm. in a long time. Um, you know, like I'll put a tree up every once in a while, but this year because of the puppy. Um, he'll tear that shit up. So I don't oh, I yeah. even put a fucking tree up because he, oh, yeah. like, he wild. So I, I'm not putting a tree up so he can knock it down every day or I got to mm-hmm. snatch a ornament out of his mouth or, like, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm not just not putting a tree up. <laughs> Dogs are good for that shit, too. Yeah. And, like, my son's 19. He don't give a fuck no more. Like, last right. year, like, we had a struggle to get him out of bed so we could give him his stuff. Like, Cause I'm trying to wait for the, him to get up for the girls to open stuff, and they're mm-hmm. like, he like, I want to get up. Like, yeah. I was up till four in the morning, blah blah blah. And I'm like, all right, but like your sisters want to open their stuff, You're holding everybody else up. Yeah, yeah. And also, so, teenagers are like that. Teenagers never want to wake up. Nah, nah, <laughs> nah. So like, like I, slept, I slept through high school. Yes, exactly. You know? Um. So yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh. Like he don't really give a shit. India's starting to get to the age where she like she didn't even really ask for anything this year. Like really? she's just like, yeah, just give me some money. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then like <laughs> that's it. it. So yeah. she's kinda like done with what she you know, and so it's really just Nyla now and she, you know, she's out there. she knows there's no Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. You know, unless there's yeah. kids listening, if there's kids listening who believe in Santa, there's definitely a Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just fast forward past it. But forget yeah. that part. Um, but no, if there like, there's a lot of like she don't give a shit. Like she's just like, oh, I want like a couple things. Um, and like the big thing she wanted was a PlayStation Five, but like that ain't happening. So yeah, yeah. Like the resale market on them shits is like fifteen hundred dollars, and I'm not paying fifteen hundred dollars for a video game. Y'all should got damn mind. Resellers across, you know, whether it's like in clothing or records or, you know, video game stuff, resellers are the fucking devil. Yeah. They're yeah. like the niggas in the Bible that they said would like were like money lenders. Yeah. <laughs> the niggas the niggas that Jesus like tossed up the yeah, I don't I don't know the Bible, but like, he's in the temple like yeah. turning over the tables mm-hmm. and shit. He's he the resellers are like the modern equivalent of that. Though, did was it us that talked about this? Like, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast or just in between each other. Um, about like the uh, the um, money loans, like those cat, those payday loan shit, uh-huh. and how they was like super popping, like when the economy went to shit. Yeah. And how I saw, like, you know, I think we talked about this. How I could see that shit rising again now with mm. COVID. I just yeah. saw like two commercials for like, hey, is like, are you uh, are you down on your luck because you know unemployed because of this and that? Like, mm-hmm. we can get you a loan, blah blah blah. And I was yeah. just like, all oh, that shit coming back, man. Like, and they just mm-hmm. find ways to skirt around all that shit, man. And they make it. I noticed because I've seen ads like that too recently, uh, more frequently, and I noticed that they they. They've kind of dressed it up, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's not, yeah, yeah. it's not like when we were kids and then, and, and, you know, even when we were like young adults where it was like, you know, you would go in like a check cash in place, you know what I mean, at like Frankfurt, Frankfurt Ave and like they mm-hmm. would like loan you 300 bucks and be like, all right, you know, in a month, give me back 15, 
mm-hmm. some goofy shit like that. Now it's like, oh, are you are you down on your luck? Need a little money to you know until you get paid? Download this app. You know it'll be like yep. a hip little like app or whatever, and you download it and it shoots you essentially a payday loan. Yes, yeah, they're big now. Um, you got a lot of them now that are like, oh, are you waiting on like a structured settlement? Like get this uh get this loan and you'll pay back three times what you actually gonna end up getting even in your what fucking got- settlement. Like yeah. it's yo, there's so much of that shit because they know people are such crunch. Don't even my bank. Um, we have the same bank. Uh mm-hmm. when I called the other day to get do something, um, they were like, Hey, you know, do you need a loan for the holiday season? Because it's a little tight mm-hmm. right now and I was like, No, yeah. I don't want none of your loans. <laughs> I'm like good. yeah. No, fucking give me no four thousand dollar loan. I pay back nine thousand dollars. No, I'm Jesus. good. Nah, it's so like yeah, a scam, yeah, yeah, <sighs> big time, dog, big time. Jeez, that's it's. It, it, I was just like, I, I knew this shit was gonna happen because like people got in such you know people are in such tight bonds. Like unemployment ran out or is running out, and yeah. like people tight and you know. Like fucking holidays is coming. Like it sucks. Like not being able to get your kid. Like yo, I would love to be able to get my daughter a fucking PlayStation Five. Right. But right. Hey, I didn't. You know, I wasn't lucky enough to get one. On you know when it dropped, I definitely wasn't sleeping out in front of no store for it. None of that kind of shit. <laughs> I don't have that much love for my kids. So right. uh, <laughs> it's like a moderate love. Yeah. 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 Um, like I'll squat on a site or something like that, but like I'm not right, right, going right. outside of no store. Um, no, but like everything nowadays was just like yo, everything was online because of COVID and shit like that too. Yeah, like getting that shit was all online, and yeah. you know you got to have bots running and all types of shit That's like the that. Thing, it's not even, um, it's it's not even that. Yeah, like you you just you know hitting <clears throat> the refresh button mm-hmm. or whatever is literally if you don't have like bots, you're not getting this shit. No. Nah, because like even when my son was trying to get it and he had like I gave him some money, but like it was toward like Christmas money or whatever. And then he had his own money because he works. He was like just going online trying to get it, trying to get it. And it like it would let him put one like when it finally got the time and he was allowed to buy, like he got one, put it in his cart and then the site crashed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like by the time it got by the time he got back in, they were sold out. So you couldn't get them. Yeah. And it was just because yeah. like whoever it was, they just flooded the site with, with bots and they just mm-hmm. snatched what they could. Yeah. That's so and crazy. Listen, you man. Ever see, you ever see this shit? Uh, it's, uh, Complex did like the documentary on Supreme resellers. No, I never saw that. It's wild. <laughs> it's wild. Like you have dudes, like one dude was like 30 Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, dog, you know, I got a, a wife and kids. You know what I'm saying? I do this sh- like freeway. I do this shit for my kids. <laughs> like, but then you would have like young teenage, like prep school white kids doing the shit. Like this one kid was like, um, yeah, you know, uh, I have he was he was making like an obscene amount of money. Yeah. Um, is this nigga like a straight nerd? He was making like an obscene amount of money reselling, and he was like, "Yeah, one day, you know, I hope uh, next year to have like my own boutique." And da 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 da. I'm like, man, so you went from reselling to like you have a physical brick and mortar store in like Manhattan? Yeah, it's crazy. It's so crazy. It's and it it's wild what like 
what inflated value that shit has. Like Supreme only has value because people deem it has value. Yep. Because a lot of them, like like a t-shirt, the original joint might be like a $40, $50 t-shirt. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you get it out the store, like if you can actually get in there and get one. Yeah. But then when it shows up on eBay, it's like two, three hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy the inflated I mean like all everything like, you know, art is the same way, like, you know, a painting has value because someone says it has value. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like your painting that like you do at fucking, you know, sip and paint or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Like sip and paint. <laughs> Is the same amount of money, like you know what I mean? Like it has the same value as like a fucking Warhol. The only difference is like people say the Warhol has, is more valuable, right? Right. You know what I mean? I, I have a, I have like a private uh, like a question. I wonder if you know, like I review music for mm-hmm. a living. A lot of times, um, <laughs> I kind of like write about things that are like underrated things or whatever i wonder if i don't think it's the case now i wonder if you know like in like a year or so i might edit this out because it sounds dumb i wonder if i'll have like the clout to like inflate the price of records that'd be love (laughs) i wonder if this is so rare (laughs) blah 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 I really, really wonder if that's a thing that I can do. Cause I, and I had that thought because um, I wrote a piece um, about like a, a particular like uh, sampler for this site, uh, Reverb. Mm-hmm. And somebody in the comments was like, "Yeah, like Reverb publishes these articles, and then the price for the uh, the, the the drum machine or whatever goes up." And I was like, "I wonder if I could do. Am I like cloudy enough to do?" <laughs> to do that for records i don't i don't think so but maybe you never maybe know next yeah. year, you know what i mean never if know. i don't quit if i don't quit like freelance journalism <laughs> then then i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna do like a an experiment test it see if, see if i can do it i'm edit all this out. test it it can't hurt this is inside baseball at this yeah, point. yeah. <laughs> no doubt um talking a little bit about business stuff uh we this is a this is officially our last episode um on the iHeart podcast network. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to iHeart for rocking with us for one whole calendar year. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, we're going to um we're going to pivot to uh a partnership with Vivo/YouTube. Yes. Um so as we've been kind of like alluding to over the last few episodes, we're going to make um more of like a focus on like visual content yeah you know what i'm saying every episode as of you know it's been for the last few weeks maybe like a month or two um every episode has been filmed you know what i mean we do it over zoom um but we're gonna make more little like micro films and and just like you know little like mini like visual uh nuggets you know yep. what I mean to put out there so that the podcast has like uh, takes on like more of like a, a a visual character. You know what I'm saying? We're still gonna do the full on audio podcast like you're listening to now, but it's it's just gonna our whole thing is gonna change a little bit. Yeah, um, we're 
so we're working with Vivo Pod, or Vivo Podcast, I think is the official name of it. So we're working with Vivo Podcast, but um, we'll be doing like, you'll get a, you know, eight to 12 minute chunk of the episode up there. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll be able to get the full episodes everywhere else that, you know, if you're subscribed now, you'll be still be getting the full episodes mm-hmm. and Apple, any Spotify. Yeah. You're, you'll just get that's It'll still be on all those places, the full episodes, but we'll take like a segment of the episode. We'll post that, um, with the video and then, um, we'll start to have like once a week, we'll have another video that comes up in that feed of us. Like, you know, a whole bunch of different things. Um, like, you know, talking about a movie or talking, um, you know, record reviews, uh, we'll start. That's where we'll, that's where interviews will live now. Like, um, we'll start when we do the interviews, you won't have an interview episode anymore. We'll have interviews that will exist on that platform so if you want to hear the interviews or see the interviews you'll have to go to the vivo you'll have to subscribe to the vivo thing but um you know we want to thank iheart uh, for working with us and rocking with us um and this you know we just think this we we really think this is going to be a good opportunity for us to transition into more stuff that we're trying to do which is like a visual aspect and stuff like that you'll probably see some clips from the documentary that we're working on that will um i'm not gonna say well hopefully i'm gonna say definitely will be out next year for people to see so yeah um you know you'll maybe see some clips from that uh some clips that you know, there's a video that we're going to release on there hopefully in the beginning of January um that we shot maybe two and a half years ago we shot the uh, what you call it piece Espo, Espo yeah Mural. you we shot the Espo Mural piece before you got sick right yeah I think that's was, before um, we went away right yeah I think because I got sick in March of 2018 I think that was like that was January. January, yeah. 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 It was. I remember it was January because I remember it was like it was essentially the coldest day I've ever experienced <laughs> in my life. It was cold as hell. It, yeah. dog, it was fucking freezing. It wasn't cold. It was fucking freezing out there. I ain't had no boots on. Yeah, it was a miserable was day. Like we had to take breaks every 15, 20 minutes to actually go warm back up. Mm-hmm. Like we put our mm-hmm. lives on the line for y'all. Um, right. And that video sat around for a while. Like we didn't, no one really saw that. So we have that it looks video. So good though. Yeah, it yeah. looks gorgeous. Uh, so that video will be available uh, probably in January. Um, and you know, we'll we'll be sh- we'll, like as soon as that, soon as that's like uh, that feed is up for Vivo Podcast, we will be posting it on all our socials and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So you'll be able to find it. Um, so if you're not following us or subscribe to us on our social medias, go do that. So. Yeah. And once uh, this whole COVID thing opens back up, you know, we want to do like man on the street kind of stuff. We want to do, you know, you and I will go out like crate digging and talk about records and stuff. And so it's, you know, it's really um, we're kind of like looking toward uh, the future, the kind of like media we want to make. Josh and I have like we talked about it, how we want to do film and TV stuff and all of that. So it's, it's really we're 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 pivoting towards that and trying to build skills with that. So you're going to see us experimenting a lot mm-hmm. with that kind of stuff as well and using 
the uh, serious rap shit Vivo channel as kind of like our home base to experiment with like what our the visual side of our creativity will look like. Yeah, this is this is another step forward for us in like how we want to like progress in our futures. You know what yeah. I mean? And like, so we we thank iHeart. We you know we really appreciate our partnership with them and um, the opportunities they gave us. And uh, you know we're looking forward to the future working with uh, Vivo and um, just you know working on some new shit that we're excited about. And like that's something I think like. Uh, you guys will see when we do it, like how excited we are about these pieces and um, about like a new, like you said, this is stuff we want to do. We want to be working. You know, we, we already have a documentary, you know, basically ready to go. And then we have, uh, you know, we want to do some other stuff. And like, so this is a launching pad for us to do some more like ideas and get some stuff out there for people to see. Yeah. A hundred percent. Let's uh, jump out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and take a break and come back and talk uh, some like news type stuff. Yep. If I could be you. And you could be me for just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. What do explorers, an army officer, and a Minnesota insurance salesman have in common? They all wanted to be the first to reach the North Pole, but only one of them made it. I'm Kat Long, science editor at Mental Floss and host of the new podcast, The Quest for the North Pole, which dives into the centuries-long race to explore the Arctic, find the Northwest Passage, and conquer the top of the world. With a cast of daring adventurers and some pretty determined amateurs, the race to the pole reveals the human desire to solve mysteries of geography and the soul. We'll look at the important Arctic expeditions that filled the blank spaces on the map and recognize how indigenous people made them successful. We'll examine what pushed explorers to venture ever farther into the unknown and uncharted, and how the climate crisis is changing the Arctic today. Listen to The Quest for the North Pole every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, boom. Right back in effect. So... This this has kind of been um, in the works for years yeah. now, um, and it's cool to see it officially happen. I'm absolutely gonna watch it. I know that there's some people um, who are a little, you know, in the community that it's you know uh, related to or a little funny about it. But uh, breakdancing has been officially named an Olympic sport. Which yeah. if, if you'd have said that shit to me, you know, in like 88, <laughs> I'd have been like, get out of here. Like, you're out of your mind. But, yeah, apparently we're going to see. Is it is it with the next uh, Summer Olympics that they uh, host? Like, do you know the timeline? No. I But I I don't know the timeline yet. I don't think it's for. So we're supposed to have the Olympics this year. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's supposed to be in Tokyo, I think. think. it's Tokyo, yeah. Yeah, I think it's Tokyo. Either, either this year's Tokyo or 2024 is supposed to be Tokyo. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. Um, so it was supposed to be the Olympics this year, but obviously, you know, there was a global pandemic, so that shit didn't happen. Um, yeah. yeah. So they pushed it. They pushed, well, the crazy thing is, much like a lot of stuff, they originally like, well, we'll push it to a little later in the summer and maybe everything will be okay. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, no one knew that this was going to be like this uh, for this long. So um, so they put them off until next year. Um, mm-hmm. And their hope is to still like get the, so I don't think it's this year. I think it'll, I think it'll officially be in the 2024 Olympics. Okay. Yeah, because I think like a lot of this stuff is already like, Who's perform? You know, like yeah, I didn't no, want to say who's done. performing, uh, like who's competing. <laughs> competing, yeah, yeah, yeah. like um, that stuff's already kind of locked in. So I think um, this probably is a 2024 thing, um, and it's cool. And like I get, like I know I've seen some people say like, oh, well, this isn't supposed to be competitive, and blah blah yeah, blah blah. It's not a sport. Yeah. yeah. But there's been breakdancing competitions forever. Like mm-hmm. this isn't a new thing. All this is is a global thing now. Right. Yeah, Red Bull's been doing them for a million years. Yeah, yeah, and like, dude, if you pull up like breakdancing competition, like, it's a, like there'll be nine thousand videos on YouTube about it. Yeah. So, I mean, hip hop culture in general is competitive. Like, yeah. there's no, there's no element of hip hop culture that doesn't have a competitive core to it. Yeah, dog. My son just started getting into watching like URL. Oh shit! Yeah, like I need. I was helping him put together. Like he bought a bed frame for his bed, like a uh, a platform bed frame because he had like the old like the box spring and all that shit. So he wanted to get mm-hmm. a platform bed frame for it, and I was helping him put that together and a fucking <clears throat> excuse me and a new TV stand for his room. And like the whole time we were in there, he's like listening to dudes battle, and I'm just like, oh, punch lines. yeah. I'm just like, and he's like, ooh, damn. I'm just uh, like, oh god. Listen, shout out to everybody on URL. Yeah. I, I, you know, dudes are talented, but yeah. it just that whole thing of like, yo. I pulled up, like I did internet research on you. I got all your information, like. Yeah. I don't know, man. That just doesn't appeal to me. You know what uh, I mean? Did you, did you see the one? We get back to prank dancing in the Olympics. <laughs> but did you see the one where the guy, he battled a guy who was like a COVID denier? No. Dog. He, he battled the one bull that was like a COVID denier. I guess he was on like social media posting like, oh, COVID's not real. Da, 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 yeah. Da. And he's battling my man. And he, when he hit him with the punchline about like how COVID is real and how he's a denier, uh, he pulled out a sheet, <laughs> like a chart <laughs> of statistics on COVID. He had like paperwork. It's like like shit the props out. and stuff like that, dog. It's just nah. it just the one he was listening to when we were in there working. The one boy was talking about like, yo, you all on this dude's dick and blah blah blah. But you was living with me for a while, and but and I'm just like, <laughs> family, y'all battling each other? Like where? Right. Like are you battling your roommate? Yeah, like <laughs> this shit is wild, man. And it just, uh, I was just sitting there going like. I don't know, man. Maybe it's because like we grew up like bat like battling was a thing we did when we grew up. So right. like 
you didn't have time to like super research your partner or no shit like like yeah. yo or a dude you were battling like yeah. it was like shit on the street i've done yeah. competitive battling too um which is obviously different from like battling on the street but even like the competitive battling i've done i didn't know that nigga i was battling against yeah. it was me and 20 other dudes you know what i mean in a venue and they call your name yo you go battle that bull you yeah. know what i mean and that's what it was yeah, that shit was like the uh, the uh, Hill Valley Karate Tournament. Like he wasn't like picking your, uh, <laughs> you you get to like do super research on dude or nothing like that. Go fight Bolo. Yeah, <laughs> fucking blood sport. It wasn't no, you know. I'm gonna research. I I saw one. This guy, uh, he researched like he was like, you're like you're a deadbeat dad. The white dudes in it are the worst. <laughs> this dude, he was battling this other dude. He saw about how he was a deadbeat dad, and like he named his daughter, which would seem crazy to me. Yeah, and like he's talking about like you, you're not even raising Haley or whatever her name was. I'm like, <laughs> bro, all of this shit is out of pocket that you're yeah. doing right now. All of it's a violation. Also, like all these dudes got like the biggest guns with the largest clips and. <laughs> I got a ladder. Yeah. You you're back in your bladder. Like, yeah. What? I don't know, dog. Like, it's just, it ain't my wave, man. Like, that that whole scene. So, I get it. I get that people are just like, this isn't a competition thing. Like, breakdancing yeah. shouldn't be a competition. And right. cool, I get that. I, I really do. And, like, if people don't want to watch, that's that's great. I will watch. This will be like, this and basketball will be the two things I watch on the mm-hmm. Summer Olympics. <laughs> like, a thousand percent. A thousand percent, I'll watch this shit. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I'm not watching shit else in the Summer Olympics. Like, yeah. there's some gymnastics stuff, I think, that, like, is dope. Um, yeah, I like but gymnastics. Like, yeah, like, I, listen, that's not to disrespect any. Like, yo, some of these motherfuckers do shit that I'm just like, I don't know how you do um, any of this superhuman shit. Superhuman shit, yeah. Yeah, there's track shit that I'll watch, too. But, like... I Like, yo, y'all are amazing athletes, and, like, just to be able to be there is a fucking is a success so like shout out to y'all mm-hmm. um my fear is like if you watch those uh breakdancing championships on like youtube mm. japan might bust our ass dog like <laughs> japan, <laughs> japan might dominate that shit dog man we might fuck shout around out. start a war over uh breakdancing <laughs> <Over break-dancing. laughs> these niggas eating our food yo. <laughs> we gotta go over there <laughs> Yo, shout out to Japan for being good at everything. <laughs> and also, yo, if the first U.S. team don't do it for Little Saint, it's not valid. It's not valid. Yeah. It's not valid. If the first U.S. team don't do it for Ramon on Blue Street, <laughs> it's not valid at all. Yeah. If somebody don't like walk with the broom, John, like. <laughs> yo. <laughs> I just no, ain't I official, do. dog. That shit, I was too young to see that in the theater. <laughs> I know that shit was blowing his mind yeah. back in the day, dog. They had, kill had the broom and shit. Man, <laughs> come on. I know they was killing it. These niggas was probably throwing popcorn and shit, wilding out in the theater. Yeah, Man. that's crazy. Um, uh, I, wanted to, uh, t- I wanted to talk to you about this. Uh, so, Lil Wayne apparently sold his masters in june to Mm -hmm. universal for a hundred million dollars yeah um and i know like he's got his case coming up 
um, for like a firearm possession, which I'm sure he knew about already. Like, and I'm sure he knew there was a chance his charges were going to be coming. Um, and he's like an ex, he's a, he's a, um, ex con or whatever. So like a felony possession of a firearm is like mandatory minimum sentencing. So, Mm. um, maybe this was an attempt to be like, yo, I need to make sure I need I have money. Like, you know what I mean? Because ain't gonna be making records for a little while. Also, like, what is your situation as far as like recording and making money at this point anyway? Because I'm sure like a large, like most artists, touring was how he made most of his money. Um, And it's just crazy that you sold your masters after you just went through this giant fight to get control of them. Yeah. And, you know, for real, for real. The fight, I don't know anything about, like, Wayne's, you know, business shit. Mm-hmm. The fight could have been to get him to sell him. Yeah, that's you know true. What I'm saying? But also, I think a lot of artists are looking at, like, the writing on the wall, um, streaming, and the uh, the payment structure of streaming. You know, for folks who don't know, uh, musicians get a fraction of a penny for a stream you know what i mean and it's a business model that you know it benefits you know spotify who gets to sell ad dollars it benefits the labels who get the lion's share of the revenue from those streams and the artist gets broken down the least yes you're noticing like wayne you know, Bob Dylan just sold like yeah, all the publishing too. to his shit. Mm-hmm. Cats are probably looking at the writing on the wall, like, "Yo, if I can like just sell this shit and get you know a hundred milli up front, you know what I mean? What's the value?" Shout out to um the homie Jeff McNeil, uh, the Phantom. He was breaking this down on Facebook because a lot of people. You know, with rap, you got people who, like, speculate on the business. We're kind of doing it now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and people were like, yo, that's dumb for Wayne to sell his masters. That's dumb. But uh, Jeff was talking about it. And he was saying, yo, Wayne has been in the game for however many, you know, decades at this point. And he was worth Close 150 mil. You know what I'm saying? Right. He's worth 150 mil up to this point. His catalog is probably past its prime being valuable. You know what I mean? He ain't the hottest no more. You know what I mean? The the style of music that he's made has kind of gone out of favor in a way. So he he essentially doubled what he made all of those other decades prior on yeah. one deal. Doubled his own uh, net worth. So it makes sense. You know what I mean? People are probably looking at it like, yo... You know, they're not going to overturn Spotify and, and this, you know, this like fucked up payment structure for artists. They probably like, yo, let me just cash out because I ain't going to make a hundred million off streams. No, that's no, billions yeah. and billions of streams. I'm sure he's probably looking at like, OK, what what are my numbers doing now? Like, what am I making now? What am I, quote unquote, selling now at this point? Mm-hmm. Um like where does that go in the future what is my like if i have to go to jail now for another five years like where's mm-hmm. my touring life in five years like you know what i mean yeah. um you know yeah it you know you you may think like you said like the biggest thing you said and that's completely true is that like you know his, a lot of his catalogs passed past his prime yeah 
Wayne Wayne lived through I want to say uh 99 or 2000 were like the most profitable years in the history of the of recorded mm-hmm. music. Wayne lived through the peak of this shit. You know what I'm saying? It's a different pay structure and a different uh uh profit off of selling a CD in mm-hmm. 1999 or 2000 than it is you know a fraction of a penny from a stream he already rode you know and benefited off of the peak of this shit mm-hmm. now we're in the decline of this shit you yes. know what i mean it's it's a little better uh than it was when like napster was really rocking and this shit the bottom fell out yeah. of the music business but you know the the earning potential ain't the same you know what I mean? Artists got 360 deals and, you know, labels got to eat off of everything you do. He's rolled out the peak. Yeah. So why not sell for a big number? People are like, yo, you know, owning your shit is generational wealth. Yes. But $100 million not generational wealth? 100 mil, his kid going to touch that. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's the thing, like, he's 40. Like, he probably sees that like you said the writing on the wall as far as like well what kind of like music am i going to continue to make like i'm not somebody like i mean he has young money and i'm not sure how the breakdown of that goes because like i'm not sure like what cash money's eating from that mm-hmm. and like but like drake is probably like you know Drake's a businessman he's probably making his moves to get away from having to pay out a third of his money to you know young money and like he probably looks at it and goes like well listen I'm not like this giant you know I'm not a Jay-Z in the sense of like I don't got fucking you know nine ten different businesses going at once rock nation and shit yeah like where's my like where's my money coming from All right, they're gonna offer me a hundred mil cool because like would he see a hundred mil in the next 10 years 20 years from licensing music and like his music's not like like you said it's it's past its prime in the sense of like you know maybe you'll get a somebody that licenses bling bling or Mm -hmm. shit like it's like at that point like who's that money go to does that money maybe go into fucking cash money yeah and also that's why like uh if if rap fandom i want to say is going to talk about the rap business you know much more than say rock because like rock niggas don't sit around like talk about this shit that we talk about no you know what i mean so rap fandom is different if rap fandom is going to talk about the business i need niggas to take business courses in this shit to like or at least learn this shit and study this shit because like people are acting like wayne sold all of his rights to everything he sold the master recordings a recording is is 50 50 it's the master of the sound recording but it's also the publishing of the song so if he still owns publishing he'll still get money from royalties he can still tour and perform these songs he'll he's still gonna earn money Lil Wayne didn't like it's it's not like he sold like you sell your car and then you can't drive it anymore yeah you know what I'm saying he sold the master recordings whatever you know, people will have to pay, you know, he's still eat. Even if like if somebody samples a Lil Wayne song, he still eats off of that because there's still mm-hmm. a publishing aspect to it. You know yeah. what I mean? So it, it doesn't to me with all the stuff that uh, you brought up with like he don't know what his future is looking like. 
and he don't know what you know what torn is gonna look like yeah, for what him. earning potential is yeah it it seemed like a good deal to me i don't know you know what i mean but it seemed like a good deal also what i want people to understand is and like partially this is because we know people who are in the business and shit like that yo like don't believe what you see on instagram dog like these like dudes are not living like this super luxurious like like I think way too many people see the shit that goes on on like IG and like fucking, you know, whatever, you know, shade room and shit like that and go like, oh, these dudes is like Bezos. Like, yo, they're not like, you right. know what I mean? Right. Like a lot of these dudes are a super fronting or are living on advanced money to them and loans and shit like that to make it look like they're, you know, really living that life and you know a hundred million dollars man is a whole fucking lot of money mm-hmm. I, I think like so many people are, are like um they see billions now like and they think about that kind of shit but like yo man like <coughs> excuse me that's not what uh that's not what a lot of these dudes is really making yeah. out here has whole even you know hit a billy yet no i don't think so i think he's close but again that's not like liquid cash like you know what i mean right like that's not liquid like he doesn't have a billion dollars sitting in a bank account that's like you know the four basquiat owns and you know what i mean the nine houses and and yeah like all that shit counts man um and also i only cut you off Mm. you know a lot of that shit's inflated, dog. Like you go on these sites, it's like, yo, so and so net worth. Yeah, yeah, that's, that shit is cap. Yeah, so <clears throat> I want people to understand that part. Like, a hundred million dollars is a fucking lot of money, and I don't think people realize that. Like, that is like probably more money than Wayne's ever seen it. Like one. St- junction like a, a bigger mm-hmm. deal that he was he was ever gonna sign for anything else because like that's not you know that's not what he you know you these dudes just like this shit is not that kind of the, the industry like like you said he lived through the time of like late 90s early 2000s when this shit was like the biggest it ever was and they were fucking record companies were paying a million dollars per uh video and shit like that but like yeah. you know a lot of these dudes got houses that they're you know they're making payments on and cars they're making payments on and shit like yeah. that this isn't, you know, just because you see a dude with a million dollar car don't mean he, you know what I mean? Like, should be rented right. sometimes, dog. So, right. like, the money that this shit, this, this hundred million, that's fucking life changing money. Especially yeah. for somebody who is looking at it and going like, listen, I'm not going to sell records. We don't sell records like we used to. So, oh. You know what I mean? And, you know, there's only so much money in airplay anymore. And most people are streaming. They're not even listening to the radio. So, like, a song like A Millie that was everywhere that he probably made really good money off of, you're not going to get that anymore because, it, you know, most people stream their music. How many people listen to the fucking radio anymore? Yeah. Like, yeah. most radio shows are now podcasts. Right. Right. Because people don't listen to the fucking radio. So they listen yeah. to it when they want to. 
Yeah, people would play some shit in their car, but it's not yeah. like. Remember when you were a kid, like you would like come home and listen to it, dude. When I was a kid, the radio was on all day long. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be in the house because you never. First of all, you never knew when a song was like. We didn't have on demand listening, so like unless right. you own the tape, like you know you didn't hear the new tribe single unless it got fucking played on the radio or it was right. on you know BT or something music box or something yeah. Yeah. yeah so like you didn't have that opportunity to just have like on demand listening like this is a whole different genre now man like you're looking at shit and you're like yo these like people don't make money off this this stuff anymore um like we like I was reading the article I posted it today of like now Rogers was talking about it where he was just like Oh, I don't normally look at my finances from like streaming and shit like that <laughs> until like I hit like a snag and like that's yeah. when he was like, I'm not touring right now. So I decided to take a look at all that and was like, oh, this is ridiculous. Shit is fucked up. Yeah. yeah. And this dude wrote some of the biggest songs in the mm-hmm. world. That have been sampled a million times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he can eat, you know, like crazy if the money's right, but it's not. And... Uh-huh. These dudes just don't, you know, the streaming shit, they, if they're smart and I'm sure he's got some better business people around him now that were mm-hmm. just like, this is probably your best, the best deal for you. It's a good fucking deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know the particulars, but yeah, yeah, exactly. it, makes, it makes sense to me, mm-hmm. you know, um, let's jump out and then come back and talk, uh, this new black thought and premiere thing. And then, you know, we can slide music. into new music. lovelies this is Arden Marine and you may know me from Chelsea Lately or Shameless or more recently as Regina Sinclair on Insatiable on Netflix I want to tell you about my podcast Will You Accept This Rose where we recap all the seasons of the Bachelor franchise and we are very excited to talk about the new season of the Bachelor with Matt James each episode we bring in amazing celebrity guests and we have a bunch of amazing guests planned to cover this season with us including Lance Bass Ashley I from the Bachelor franchise Padgett Brewster, Doug Benson, Jerry Trainer, Rob Benedict, Lauren Lapkus, Brian Safi, Ross Matthews, Kate Micucci, Scott Ackerman, Miles Gray, Lacey Mosley, Michelle Collins, and more. If you watch the Bachelor franchise, you're going to love hanging with us while we get into the hot details of the show. You may have other choices in Bachelor podcasts, but none that are this funny, and we are truly fans. Catch our episodes every Wednesday and listen to Will You Accept This Rose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join us on this love journey. I'm Robert Evans, host of Behind the Bastards, and it could happen here. And boy, it does seem to be happening here. I'm going to guess most of the people listening to this are deeply concerned with what they saw happen in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. And I'm here to tell you it was a fascist insurrection, an attempt by fascists to take over our democracy. And it didn't happen in a historical vacuum. There have been numerous attempts, many of them successful, by fascist movements to take over democracies over the last century. In order to protect yourself, in order to protect your family and your very freedom, you need to understand this history and the history of the different anti-fascist movements that have fought, sometimes successfully, often unsuccessfully, to stop the same things from happening in their own countries. The knowledge of this history is important and it's maybe the only thing that can save us. So, if you're as concerned as I am, listen to Behind the Insurrections on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you. 
boom, right back in effect. Um, so this is interesting. Um, Black Thought announced that he is starting a super group with DJ Premier and a bunch of other folks. Yeah, called Dopamine. Yeah, I saw that. Um, he been getting busy lately. <laughs> so Black Thought been like, you know what? We on quarantine. Y'all go get these bars. <laughs> and apparently, like, he says like they're like they're planning to drop like do a drop like next year. Um, oh shit. I'm hesitant only because like I've seen a million super groups that never amount to anything. So yeah, yeah. Like uh, you know that dog when we were like the Soul Aquarians was like the biggest conglomerate of like oh. great musicians in the world and nothing oh. came of it really. Like, a few they, singles and songs mm-hmm. and shit, but that's it. I remember they did that uh, the Vibe magazine spread and they had all because initially it was like Dilla, Quest, D'Angelo. Uh, Poison, I think uh, the guitar player, uh, Jeff Lee Johnson. Mm-hmm. But then they expanded it and was putting like, yo, it's calm. Erica. Da-da-da-da. They was putting like, man, niggas in there. They did that whole spread and vibe. I swore we was going to get a Soul Aquarius album like that year. Yeah. It never happened. Um, Golden State Warriors, Razzcast, mm-hmm. uh Exhibit, and um, Sphere. Sphere. Even, you got a couple uh, songs. <laughs> right. Right, a few songs. Yeah. Um, Rask has his crew, Western Hemisphere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I remember being like, yo, when I used to come to school, we'd be like, yo, when Western Hemisphere album come out, it never happened. You know you what I mean? the Four Horsemen. Four Horsemen. <laughs> 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 Niggas was excited. Who was in the Four Horsemen? It was, was, was it Corrupt. Uh, corrupt, Cannabis. Cannabis, Razkaz, mm-hmm. and um, Killer Priest. Killer Priest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Niggas was excited about that. Yeah, yeah. My underground dreams were like, yo, <laughs> it's gonna be the greatest thing ever. I'm gonna hear so many conspiracy theories on one record, right? one song. <laughs> yo, the um, I think uh, it was like the orphanage. I think it was like Aesop Rock, idea maybe um, maybe like Blueprint and them dudes or Illogic and them dudes like. That I don't think they ever did more than like a few songs that came out later. So hip hop don't have a good track record. Long nah. story short, don't. There I was think the only super group that really I know Snoop, Nate Dogg, and uh, Warren G did the two one three album. Mm-hmm. That was the shit. But it's, it's the super group shit don't really happen usually. No, because there was the joint with Lupe, um, Pharrell, and Kanye. It was the Child Rebel Soldier. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um, and that shit never like they did a song again like it was like a song yeah um, I think a lot of this stuff like comes like the problem too what happens is A if like a lot of these dudes are signed it's a problem with like getting label clearancing and yeah. that kind of shit um, and also like a lot of this shit sounds dope when you're sitting there talking to people but then it's like yo how are we gonna all get together to make songs and write and to do this mm-hmm. and to do that um this this may work a little bit easier because you have like one main lyricist in uh in thought um then you have like some singers and stuff like that and then like mm-hmm. uh like elvis like elvis costello's in this or something like that right I, you know <laughs> elvis costello and cassandra wilson mm-hmm. the great jazz singer who is now a maga person Oh wow! Really? <laughs> right. She's she's like, dog. 
It's crazy too because stop um, the steal, stop the steal. <laughs> right, like y'all, y'all <laughs> slogan's not even good. When um, I did a a, a piece on do you want more uh, from from my do you want more uh, ebook, a blog called the Witsert hit me up about doing like a, a a piece about the piece basically. Mm-hmm. And I did uh, five guest appearances on Do You Want More? So I talked about, like, Rozelle is on it. You know what I mean? They recorded that the day him and Quest met. Uh, Black oh, wow. Yeah, he's, if you peep, he don't even say, uh, yo, Quest Love on the drums. He's a, I got my man, uh, Funky Drummer. He didn't know his name. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Dice Raw and Cassandra Wilson is on it. And I was going to write a whole thing about Cassandra Wilson being on this record. She's a genius. She's absolute one of the the greatest jazz singer of our time, like mm-hmm. hands down. Legendary. And, right. I was going to write a thing about it. And I happened to look her up on Twitter and I saw all of her MAGA shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, fuck. I'm not writing about this joke. <laughs> you know what I mean? So she's on it but also Elvis Costello's on it who once famously I, I swear I'm not like telling niggas not to fuck with this super group but is this is what comes to mind Elvis Costello famously called uh, Ray Charles and James Brown the n-word oh wow I didn't know that <laughs> he absolutely did <laughs> back in the day he was like in a bar and he referred to both of them as the n-word and got into a fight over the shit you know what I mean? So I don't fucking know. Y'all gotta <laughs> y'all might have to reshuffle the players if you want wow. me to get involved. But it's premiere and it's black thought. So that's hard. It's hard to pass up. You know what I'm saying? It might it might be a good trade off. I don't know. Yeah. Um I don't know, man. It's interesting. Like I like I said, I'm always leery of like the announcement of the super group because I've seen so many come and go that never actually like came to fruition uh, aside from like a song or two. So like, would I be surprised if we get, you know, a streams of thought four and it's got like two or three songs with like these people featured on it? Mm -hmm. No, I wouldn't be surprised, but to get like a whole project from a dopamine, I'd be really, really, really surprised. Right. T-Bone Burnett, the famous rock and like blues mm-hmm. producer is supposed to be involved in it. This is wild. Like this scene. <laughs> and it is such like it is like a mishmash of people too. Right. Yeah, it's right. not like it's like Black Thought and Most Deaf and like you know what I mean? Like it's not like this right. collection of like expect. Yeah, of like oh, it's like a collection of like super dope MCs. It's a collection of like people from all over music. Yeah. That's wild. I hope they do do it. I hope they do it, and it's crazy. Yeah, you know, maybe we get some like some good maga rap on there. Thought get on there with some maga rap. Oh god, uh, yo, I would, I would, <laughs> oh man, I would be very upset as a, <laughs> a Philadelphian. I would not like that at all. Jesus. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, you know, hopefully it comes to fruition. Like I said, I'm not trying to shit on dreams of people who are like looking at this like, yo, this shit is crazy. Oh, I can't believe it. Yeah. I'm just going off of like track records of fucking hip hop groups or like yeah, super groups. Super group thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe you get a couple like, you know, there's it's been probably a little more successful in rock. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? It's been a little more successful in rock. Um 
but I don't think you've gotten it as much in in hip hop. Like I said, I think a large part of it too is just labels, man. Labels make a lot of that shit difficult. Yeah. Because they won't clear shit and like um you know, or they want like, oh well we want this much money to work on this project. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um it makes it difficult. It, it makes it real difficult to do a lot of stuff. What I could see happening, I could see, you know, Wilson, Costello, T Bone Burnett kind of like jamming and creating music and then mm-hmm. handing it to Premiere, Premiere, make beats out of it. Yeah. Thought rhyme over it. That's what they did with uh, Adrian Young. Yeah, Royce. that's what I heard. Um, I heard that's partially what's going to happen is Premiere is going to like take stuff, chop it up mm-hmm. and like make it into beats. Yeah. Um, but again, like, yeah, like it did. It did work with that where they did it with Adrian Young. Like they did it with his shit. So, I mean, maybe. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I, I, you know, I'm interested to listen to it. I just like I've, I've seen so many like hip hop supergroup shit that just never materializes. So, right. I'm leery, but like, and also, I'm leery when it's the announcement of like, yo, we're doing this. There's no music yet, though. Like, yeah, we don't yeah. have music. Like, yeah. if there was a single that was being announced with this, I'd be like, okay, well, at least they're, they're, there's already a single, which means they've been working on stuff. And partially, I blame the way media works, too, now, because he didn't really announce this. No, he, no, no, He was on a show, and he mentioned it. Yeah. And he literally said, like, we formed kind of a super group yeah. with me. Premier. They didn't make, like, like, they didn't put out, like, a press release yes, exactly. for this thing. He's talking to a host that, like, shooting the shit. And he, he's, the host probably was like, oh, yeah, what are you doing? Uh, are we working on this? Oh, you know, me and Primo, we kind of got, like, a super group with this person, that person, that person. So it wasn't even really an announcement. Yeah, and then that turned into, like, yo, they're dropping a fucking record and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so... Mm-hmm. Right. That, that, exactly that is what happens um uh but as far as new music goes um have you been listening to anything new this week yeah i checked out uh peach Dimentals three okay uh pete rock and the soul brothers um it's an instrumental joint uh as you know is the series uh the peach Dimentals series and this one is different because the uh there's no samples in, oh in wow! The music, yeah. Um, Pete Rock kind of put together. I'm gonna look up uh, the musicians, but Pete Rock kind of put together uh, instrumental super group of his own, and um, yeah, he 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 basically like put together this like instrumental project, and it's like different musicians. I know Daru Jones, who's like a dope drummer and a producer. Daru Jones is like an ill producer and a drummer. And he also played with, uh, like, the White Stripes, you know what I mean? Or Jack White, he played with. Uh, I think he still plays with Jack White, but he's an ill, like, hip-hop producer in his own right. He's uh, he's playing on this joint, and it's just, like, different musicians, and they, like, they're really, like, a band. And this shit is ill. It's, like, really, like, pretty. You know, Pete Rock, his ear is, like, impeccable. And, um... The music is like really pretty and it's like well composed. It's funky, you know what I mean. It's like it's really dope. I liked it. I liked it more than Peach Dimentals too, actually. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's like it's really fucking dope. I'm trying to like find the actual musicians. Man, I'm my Google game is not. 
it's not popping right now um so yeah it's it's basically uh a sample free record and yeah it's just like it sounds like pete but it sounds like pete with like a little more uh lush like live playing and and instrumentation yeah i mean pete's a genius simple and plain yeah Uh, when it comes to beat making at least he got he got chill out with that vaccine shit I wasn't even gonna say anything, but <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. You gotta, he gotta chill the fuck out with that yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Um, he, but musically, <laughs> he's amazing. Yeah, um, we, you know we love Pete. Pete's Pete's my favorite. Like, you know, whenever uh, folks are on the internet and they're like, "Yo, what's your five favorite producers or whatever?" Mine is always like Pete Dilla Marley are like. In in their, if I got five slots or ten, three of them is gonna be Pete Marley yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Dilla. I feel like they, the three of them, and I don't want to get into too much like producer shit, but like the three of them made like concrete changes mm-hmm. to how music is made, and they're a continuum because like Marley learned from Arthur Baker and Andre Booth, and then Marley taught Pete. He like mentored Pete and then Pete in a way mentored Dilla. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a continuum that goes through the three of them as well. And you can see how production changed along with them. So I, I'll never, you know, I'll never slander Pete and never allow slander for Pete. But that vaccine shit, you gotta chill out. You clearly you don't understand what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? For folks who don't know, Pete Rock tweeted, uh <laughs> He's like, how do you give in the vaccine to people who ain't sick? You know what I'm saying? And somebody, I think it was Jay Smooth who said, uh, well, why, why, why do you, uh, why would you put a, uh, a car seat on if you ain't in an accident? Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? So, you know, he got it's a, a, it's a preventative measure, but you know, listen, man, it's one of the things that like Twitter allows people to just say shit that's on their mind and mm-hmm. like, you know, he wildin' and, and, and that's you know he it is what it is I mean I guess that's, that's the thing like Twitter social media in general allows you to like just say what's on your mind and like you know sometimes that can get people in trouble if they're not like if they're filterless yeah you know yeah. what I mean this shit um, gotta be it gotta be on point I'm gonna I'm break down also the the band is uh, Daru Jones on drums Big Yuki on bass uh, Mono Neon, who's real ill on, uh, yeah, Mono Neon, uh, is on bass, Big Yuki is on keys, um, Marcus Machado is on guitar, and then you got, uh, Jermaine Holmes, who sings with D'Angelo, doing, like, the vocals, and Pete's doing, like, a little, like, vocal shit in the background, mm-hmm. it's, like, real vibey, real ill shit, I, I kinda wish it had come out spring, summer, you know what I mean? It kinda has I that might, feel to it. Yeah, I might revisit, you know, when it gets a little warmer. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. I, I, I heard, like, I saw he, he, oh, you know what? Okay, this puts it in context for me. So I saw an article that said, um, Pete says why he dumped samples for the new Pete Stramental. I took that from the headline going like oh maybe he didn't put some stuff on there because certain shit didn't clear and he's talking mm-hmm. about that on here i right, didn't realize right. like this was a sample free record 
No samples, yeah. And I yeah. usually I usually don't like the no sample thing because I feel like a lot of times, not that I don't like music that doesn't have samples, but I don't like when music is advertised as no samples because a lot of times I feel like it's like a value judgment. People try to say like, oh, this is like better music because there's no higher samples. art. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But Pete, you know, Pete's like a sample fucking master, so... He's he's allowed to do <laughs> to do that and and promote this record as that. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna check that out. Um, I was ch- I checked out uh, Kid Cudi's new project, uh, Man on the Moon Three. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not like I, I've never been like the biggest Cudi fan. Um, I appreciate what he does, uh, but this record is super dope. Oh shit! Where um, sonically, it's a. I think sonically, it's it's amazing. Like I said, like I'm not like the biggest dude. I don't think like Cuddy's like the best on the mic ever or anything like that, right? But like sonically, this album just puts you in a mood, nice. and it kind of like you feel like you're moving when you're listening to it. Mm. Like listening to it, you feel mo- you feel like you're moving around. Yeah. Um, uh, he's got a record on here with like with Pop Smoke and Skepta that's fucking insane, um, and like it's just a really good vibe when you're listening to it. Mm. Um, and you know, like Cuddy's had some like dark moments with music that he's made. Yeah, um, I mean, like his first his single that blew up is essentially like a depressing record. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Um, originally, so. I think this one, I know he's talked about like being in a better headspace and stuff like that recently. Mm. So I think like part of that is like, you kind of feel that on this record. Um, even though there's some like heavier topics, it's still like, it feels um, it, it, like when you listen to somebody who's like depressed, you can kind of hear it. Right. Yeah. Um, this sounds like a person who is dealing with like rough situations, but is in a better headspace. Mm. Kind like that's kind of the vibe I got from it. Um, but it's a dope record. I definitely think like people should check it out. Like even if you're not like the biggest Cuddy fan, sonically this album is like insane. Um, yeah. And I just love the vibe I got from it. So I definitely mm. think people should check it out. Yeah, I'm gonna listen to it. He definitely um, can do that, like conjure mood and like mm-hmm. conjure sound and shit. I I loved his first single. I don't think that. Uh, I really like kept up with him. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean, but I'm yeah, I'm go- definitely gonna like listen to this one and like sit down with it. Yeah, um, yeah, I would definitely think like I need to sit with it more. Um, I really only listened to it uh, yesterday, so um, I want to sit with it more. I mean, it only came out Friday, so I really didn't get you. And I'm, you know, me and you've talked about before. Like I'm in the lane of not going like yo shit is classic the day it comes out. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. Um, I want to sit with it, but I enjoyed it. I really did. And I was, I won't say surprised, but I was not like expecting to be like, Oh, I really, really dig this. But I Mm -hmm. sonically, like soon as I turned it on, I was like, Oh wow. Like it just like moved me to a different space. Um, and like, I really enjoy that kind of stuff. So, um, I want to sit with it some more, but I'm, I think people should check it out. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, other than that, uh, You have stuff up on Bandcamp right now. Um, yeah. So folks should go check out your Bandcamp, John Morrison215. It's also linked in our um, link tree on Instagram at Serious Rap Shit. Uh, your ebook is still available on yeah. 
uh, John Morrison two one five dot com. Um, your you go Gumtree Road. Is that two, John Morrison two one five two? As uh, Gum Road. Yeah, you can really you can just go to John Morrison two one five dot com. Yeah, and go to you John can Morrison. like you can click on like the buy button and they'll take you right to the book. Word. Um, you can also do that in our link. There's a there's a direct link to do you want more on our link tree. Um, so go follow us at Serious Rap Shit um, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, go to Serious Rap Shit Podcast on YouTube and follow us there. Um, like and subscribe. There's playlists every week. Tomorrow there'll be a playlist up. Uh, before this episode even drops, there's a playlist every normally a playlist every week before the before it even drops, which gives like little clues to what we're talking about each episode. Um, uh, and you'll also uh, go to seriousrapshit.com and you can get our um, merchandise uh, um, and certain stuff. The the logo, the traditional logo that is up there now that will um, that stuff will be out of the shop soon so go buy it while you can um follow john at john underscore liberator on instagram and twitter i'm indy underscore srs it's indi underscore srs on instagram and twitter um we have the abash ice shirts uh on incest trap and yoga um you can get those that's also on the link tree bio um we were last week we were on the next movement podcast um yes, that is out. yeah shout out to them um and that is up in the link tree uh all in fact all our guest appearances are in our link tree um so you can go back even like ones from like a couple years ago mm-hmm. are in there um and other than that i can't think of anything else yeah i think um, yeah be on the lookout uh, we'll be posting that Vivo stuff on the, on our socials, so be on the lookout. If you're not following us on our social media, go follow us on our social media, um, and we will have some stuff up there. And uh, we'll be back. Peace. Peace. Serious Rapture is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. I'm Alec Baldwin. Listen to my podcast, Here's the Thing, on iHeartRadio. It's my chance to talk with artists, policymakers, and performers. I always like to say I like being an actress, but I love being Kristen. So I've prioritized that a little bit more than my like desire to spread my wings or prove to people that I can be some dramatic actress. If you like listening as much as I like talking with interesting people, go to heresthething.org and subscribe now on the iHeart app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.